That is definitely a jam. Hey there, everybody. This is Camille, and welcome back to my sister's jam. I am your host, and I'm here with my big sister, Missy. Of course, hey, girl, hey. Hi, sister. I love you. I love you, too. It's good to see you this fine day. How are you? It's good to see you, too. I don't know. I feel kind of stupid. Uh-oh. My sister feels kind of stupid. That, <laughs> girl, I'm like, I feel something in my sciences. And I'm like, the way COVID got me last month, I need everything to stay away from me. Yeah, basically. Basically. Everything. Don't let it take you. Well. <laughs> don't let it take Don't you. let it take you. Well, y'all, we are here with another lovely episode for you. Today, we are talking about our favorite girl groups, our favorite female R&B music groups, and we're excited about it. We talked about our favorite guy groups back on episode 22, so a few weeks ago, and that was a whole ball of fun, and today will be the same. (laughs) It was fun. So I am excited about it. Um, Sister, before we get into it and before we tell the good people who our groups are, would you like to give us what happened on today in music history? Today is January 18th. What happened? Let's see. I feel like it's been so long since I've done these, sister. I know. Got to get my mojo back. (laughs) Okay. So on today in 1980, the owners of Studio 54, Steve Rubel and Ian, I think it's Ian. Is that ever pronounced Ian? It's not, is it? Absolutely not. Nope. Okay. (laughs) Now you're just nervous about names. (laughs) Right, right. Since I messed up Paul Anka's name, I'm like, oh, Lord, to the way mom checked me. She was like, girl, his name is Paul Anka. Please get him right. That was my boy. I'm like, "Uh uh uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. All right, so Ian Schrager, mm-hmm. he and Steve Rubell were sentenced to three and a half years in jail on charges of tax evasion, which soon brings the legendary Manhattan disco to an end. I feel like I saw a documentary on Studio 54 like many, many years ago, and it was Ooh. freaking spectacular, but I, I can't remember like what I watched it on. Like, Oh, no I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to find it. that out because you would love it like you would freaking love it like it's full of music full of the disco scene Ooh. and you know studio 54 was like legendary for um its celebrity patrons yes like yes, insane yes, yes. insane well, celebrities fine that for me girl i watch it i'm a fan i'm gonna have to go on and find it for you girl and then in 2009 a wide range of top musicians including mary j blige u2 beyonce Bruce Springsteen and Stevie Wonder perform at a concert in Washington, D.C. to celebrate the upcoming inauguration of President Barack Obama as President of the United States of America. Yes. Hey, Barack. Come hey, Barack. On. Man, what a time <laughs> to be alive. <laughs> Man. I love it. That Ooh, was the first so presidential fine. election I got to anyway. vote in, and it was like the perfect one to be voting in first. I was like, this oh is so exciting. Gosh. Yes. That is so exciting. It I was forgot so exciting. that that was your first one. I remember that now, now yes. that you mention it. It was lovely. Yes. Okay. I'm here I for it. it. Yes. With his, with his fan self, girl. Absolutely Ooh, gorgeous. How much I love that man. Oh, girl. Do you remember? Loved him. 
<laughs> current and present time love, I think. Right. But you know, <laughs> I mean, you and mom was giving me all kind of Barack gifts and Listen. stuff. Stuff with him on. I'm like, I love y'all. Y'all love me. It was a whole vibe. <laughs> it was a whole vibe. <laughs> the whole presidency was a vibe. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> Well, those were very interesting facts, sister. Thank you for that. And if you're ready, you know the dealio. Are you ready for your first jam? Okay. And so my first jam, actually, how about we introduce our groups? (laughs) That'll work. Probably be good. (laughs) Maybe. That'll be awesome. Okay, so you guys, as my wonderful sister mentioned, we talked about two of our favorite male R&B groups a few episodes ago where we highlighted I did 112 and sister did B2K. So in this episode, we are highlighting two of our favorite female R&B groups. And my group that I chose is SWV. Sisters yes. with voices. Yes. Yes, because I love them and they were the epitome of 90s R&B girl group. And I was like, hey, y'all. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now with that said, my first jam from SWV is Use Your Heart. You, you, use your heart. I'm coming out the gate singing. That's what I'm going to do, sister. Yeah, you might as well. <laughs> you're coming out the gate swinging too swing i was about to say coming swing. out the gate swinging so you're swinging and you're singing i'm swinging and singing come on swinging and singing let's get come on all right so i might as well start with my favorite swv gym i i think i can confidently say that this is my favorite swv song so i know I i'll can, go ahead but and that say ain't that. my group right but that is but that ain't my group, but that is my favorite. <laughs> that is my favorite song. jam, if anybody cares. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. So my song, bro. So now for the listeners, this is not to be confused with the Use Your Heart interlude by SWV that my sister discussed in our episode on um our favorite music interludes, which the interlude is also extremely fire of very, mm-hmm. very high levels of fire. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, do we listen yes. to our favorite and Alludes episode? I can't remember what episode number it is, but scroll and find the episode on our favorite music and Alludes. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking about the actual song is in this selection. Use Your Heart was the second single from their 1996 album, New Beginning. And it was released in July of 1996 under the RCA label. Now, this sultry, slow R&B deliciousness goodness <laughs> was written and produced by Chad Hugo and Pharrell Williams, those Neptunes boys. Yes, yes. And I, actually, I had forgot this. I knew this at one point, but it kind of left my mind for a minute. Joe Thomas, and that's right, y'all. That Joe that will do all the things your man won't do. <laughs> Come on, Joe. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Joe Thomas. Um, he contributed some of the vocal arrangement production along with some of the background vocals. So on the background vocals, it was him, SWV, and Pharrell. And that's why it's so beautiful. Vocals. That's why it's so fire. I'm like, oh, that explains it. That does. <laughs> That explains it. So this jam contained a sample from If It Don't Turn You On, Y'all to Leave It Alone. 
by a funk group. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> what the fuck? Don't tell you all you ought to leave it alone. I mean, well, oh, yeah. that, that's quite the motto to live by. Okay, I'm sorry, y'all. That caught me off guard. I said, wait a minute, what? <laughs> wait, wait, she, did she say that right? <laughs> yes, that's the name of the song. Okay, if okay. If it don't turn y'all, y'all to leave it alone. Ooh, you know, okay. they had them They had them titles back in the day. So they did. This was, a, this was a funk group, BT Express. And so, you <sighs> know, back in the day when they did them funk tracks, they had the titles for them. Yeah, they did. That is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and... Fun fact, I don't know if you knew this. Use Your Heart was the first song produced by the Neptunes that charted on the oh, Billboard wow. charts. No, I didn't right? know. It was their first hit to chart, and it peaked at number 22 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 6 on the Billboard Hot R&B Hip Hop Songs charts. Mm, okay. Yeah, so I thought that was super interesting. I was like, oh, Look at this piece of history because you know how much we love the Neptunes. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. As, as producers, uh, as uh, Pharrell, right? I, I'm getting off on another uh podcast topic, but anywho, we love <laughs> us some Neptunes. Yes. Now, when I tell you, sister, this song had me and Christy by the throat. Um, That's right, the, throat. The throat. It had us by the throat in high school. Okay, that's what I mean. <laughs> So, so then we, I don't know if me and Chrissy were together when we made mom listen to it, but I know I, I distinctly remember making mom listen to it. Mm-hmm. And then it had her in a chokehold. She was yep. like, oh, first of all, and I so still she, got mom in a chokehold. <laughs> <laughs> definitely still have mom in a chokehold. Definitely. And so ever since then, she has absolutely loved it. Cause you know, I had to see these. So she'd be like, listen, bring me a CD and the, and the this man down here <laughs> to the basement. <laughs> like, okay. But real quick, can we talk about how Taj and her vocals are underrated as she killed the bridge? So you know what part I'm talking about, which is like probably my favorite part of the song. Mm-hmm. Where she's I can't sing her, but she started, you know, just a second. I yes. look at the watch. My watch is that. Yes. Girls, that, yes. yes. And you love me. Yes. 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 Oh, see, you about to make pamper me like a child. Oh, she had yes. better had sang. And did. That whole bridge. And she did. Okay. That song is forever my jam, and that is my first SWVGM. Who? Uh, jam indeed. That is my song too, y'all. So if that had been my Woo. group, that would have also been my first jam because fire, <laughs> fire for sure, like forever fire. Yes. Okay. Well, my first jam. Well. Before I get into that, again, the group. <laughs> my group, y'all, and y'all can probably guess who my group is. It's my quintessential girl group of my era. The legendary <laughs> Destiny's Child. But of course, it's <laughs> Destiny's Child. It's me and Destiny's Child has Beyonce. So here we go. <laughs> who else could mm-hmm. I have chosen? I am highlighting Destiny's Child. So my first jam... It's called Temptation. 
All right. So this one wasn't a single, so I couldn't find a whole ton of information on this track. But it's a song from Destiny's Child's second studio album, The Writings on the Wall, which was released July 14th of 1999 by Columbia Records. Now, the album debuted at number six on the Billboard Hot 200 and ultimately Mm -hmm. peaked at number five. It was certified octuple platinum, so eight times platinum by the RIAA. And with its worldwide sales of 13 million copies, the album is one of the best-selling girl group albums and best-selling R&B albums of all time. Okay. And it is definitely a classic, if you ask me. Okay. Now, lyrically, the album is constructed as a concept album, with each track representing a Ten Commandments-inspired commandment of relationships. So Mm. its theme includes um, infatuation, dependency, infidelity, and separation, while a loose religious theme is maintained throughout the album. And actually, the outro is like this beautiful acapella rendition of Amazing Grace, which I actually have a little side story for, but I'm going to save it in case I ever want to cover this song in a different episode. (laughs) But, But anyway... Um, before each song starts, well, technically, like at the very end of the preceding track, they say, thou shall, you know, X, Y, Z, something that applies mm. to the next song. So like, mm-hmm. thou shall say my name or thou shall not bug before Bugaboo came on. Uh, mm-hmm. Thou shall get your party on before Jumpin' Jumpin' starts. So hey. like, hey, so this one, Temptation starts, thou shall not give into temptation. And in comes this jam. Okay, in comes okay. the track. Now, Temptation was produced by Dwayne Wiggins of Tony, Tony, Tony. Come and on, Dwayne. Yes, I'm like, oh, come on. And it was written by Wiggins, um, Carl Wheeler, who was a founding member of Tony, 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 and the members of Destiny's Child, which at this time were Beyonce, Kelly, Latoya, and Latavia. And one mm-hmm. more writer, get this, Sir Mix-A-Lot. <laughs> Sir <laughs> Mix-A-Lot. Yes, he's also a credited writer on this song, credited under his real name, Anthony Ray, which who knew that that was his name also. But um, yeah, so he is one of the writers on this jam as well. So obviously the song is about um, resisting temptation and Beyonce is like telling the story of how her and her girls are having a night out and she's thinking about her man, but then she turns and sees this fine specimen of a man across the room, right? So Mm -hmm. she like Mm -hmm. contemplates writing her number in the palm of his hand. I'm like, throwback. Like it's definitely the nineties. Cause who's (laughs) writing numbers in people's hands? Girl, put your number in his phone. Cause what? the things we used to have to do the things we used to do but then she remembers she has a man so by the end of the song she decides to stay faithful but the temptation was definitely real okay now y'all i do have a little funny story and it may not i don't know it's funny but it's not a story about this song so i was in like fourth grade when this album came out right but we was playing it out and temptation was my jam even then and did i understand the concept of what the song was talking about no i just knew it was a jam so me and my friends were in this stage production y'all remember our our high school had a theater so even though i was in elementary at the time i was in a dance troupe and dance troupe was going to be in this production at the high school so we're all at the high school practicing 
all us little kids. And one girl, uh, she was in a grade younger than me. She gets pulled to the side by our dance instructor. And all of a sudden, like she's crying and she's hollering and all this kind of stuff. And we're like, what's going on with her? Well, apparently she had received a phone call that her mom, I think had been killed or like something happened to her mom, like while we were Mm -hmm. at this rehearsal. And so like, Mm -hmm. she was all upset or whatever. And so we're gathering around her and we're like, Oh, we so, you know, we so sorry. What can we do? Well, God, we're going to get in her flaming hots out the vending machine because that's supposed to help. And we turn on temptation and play it on repeat because we thought it was a sad song and so we're like we're gonna play this for you while you're sad and then I grew up and realized we was playing a song about wanting to cheat on your man when maybe this girl's mother passed away and I'm like this is ridiculous y'all didn't know in y'all little baby minds we didn't know we were all of 10 years old and she was like nine so she really didn't know and I'm like I'm sorry like maybe your mom died here's some chips and a song about trying not to cheat I love it I think that's so cute (laughs) it was ridiculous (laughs) but it was definitely my jam and I mean it kind of sounds sad if you're a child I guess I don't know any slow song Mm -hmm. must sound sad when you're little but I know what it's about now and it's still a jam definitely a jam I love this song yeah (laughs) yes so that's my first jam I love it I love it sister so my second jam from SWV is right here the human nature remix yes so yes so first let me give a little bit of background on the original so the original right here version was our introduction to swv right Mm -hmm. because it was their very first single from their 1992 three times platinum debut album it's about time under the Mm -hmm. rca label And it didn't chart that well, this single. Um, It peaked at only number 92 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 16 on the Billboard Hot R&B chart. So not that much of a hit. And I have to admit, like, I was not a huge fan of the original version. Mm -hmm. Like, like it was just all right, you know. I'm trying to see, do I even really remember it? Shoot. I don't know. Yeah, I listened to it for this episode and I was like okay I kind of remember this mm-hmm. so if you only kind of remember it I probably don't remember it yeah you probably all don't I know I, nature mix. <laughs> like I probably heard it like once or twice yeah but then in July of 1993 they released a remix of the original that was that was built around Michael Jackson's hit Human Nature and mm-hmm. the results were freaking spectacular. You know, my sister love a remix. <laughs> I, I, right, I love a remix. remix. <laughs> anyway, so the remix was done by Brian Alexander Morgan. And he, like he produced it and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but for marketing purposes, apparently credit for the remix was given to Teddy Riley. Um, oh. I mean... He probably did some with it, but I'm like, mm. I'm like, what? Because Teddy Riley was cool at the time. I mean, we're just gonna be like, let's I, just say he did it. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. All right. I don't know. I mean, uh, what do we know? But I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. I like that. But okay. you know, like he probably got paid. But I'm like, give me my. I'm I'm sure he was on the credit. credit somewhere. I'm like, but I want my credit. Anywho, um. Pharrell is also featured in the remix. He does like the little, you know, like the little rap bit in there. Ask yeah. us double double you V. So that's hey. Pharrell. Yes. So 
this version became the more recognizable version of the song, but of course, because I'm like, what was the original? <laughs> right. And it became a massive hit, peaking at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the Hot R&B charts, where it stayed for seven weeks. Nice. Uh huh. And it became certified platinum by the RIAA. In 2003, Q Magazine ranked the Human Nature remix of the song. They ranked it at number 651 on their list of the 1001 best songs ever. I'm like, that's a weird amount of songs. But it's anyway, a very strange amount. <laughs> yeah. On, 1, the, on, our one, on our 1001 best songs ever list, they were number 651. Okay. And in 2017, Billboard magazine named it number 17 on its list of 100 greatest girl group songs of all time. So that's I'm pretty high. For that one. Yeah, I'm here for that. Yes. Yes. So I and I think I saw I did read in an interview that Michael Jackson was so impressed with like their vocal talents and them as women that he let them use human nature for free. Oh my gosh, I love that. Which is not like Michael Jackson wouldn't really let people use his stuff paid, really. Like, oh, you're right. I'm like, period, <laughs> period. Like, yeah, that's what I, that's what I should have said, period. <laughs> but like, he he just really liked them, I guess. And so he was like, hey, hell, go ahead, use it. Yes, like, for free. And Man. so they did, and they did that. Like, they did that remix, you know. And so right here. Human Nature Remix appears on the soundtrack and in the film for Free Willy, the 1993 film, and actually one of the versions of the video. So they came out with two versions of the remix mm -hmm. video. One of the versions of the music video features like wildlife scenes from Free Willy, along with clips of Michael Jackson from his 1992 Dangerous World Tour, which I remember that. I actually remember that version of the video. I love it. Yes. So... It was awesome. A whole jam. And the fact, you know, you did a remix and you did it well when like people don't remember the original. They're like, wait, what? right? Like, I thought <laughs> this was it. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm starting to think that's maybe what I was thinking because I'm like, okay, their first song was right here. And I'm thinking it was the remix. But, right. Well, yeah, I guess a remix can't be your first song, can it? <laughs> right. It got right. It got a mix. Possible. <laughs> love it though that is yeah. definitely a jam yeah definitely okay well my second jam is nasty girl by of course destiny's child it is featured mm -hmm. on their third studio album survivor which was released in 2001 now this song was written by maurizio bassi and i believe it's Naomi hackett sorry if i mispronounced mm -hmm. that and mm -hmm. its producers um, were Beyonce and Anthony Dent. And it features a distinct vocal interpolation of Salt and Pepper's Push It from 1987 mm -hmm. and Baltimore's Tarzan Boy from 1985. Now, the song was released as the fourth and final single from Survivor outside of North America on March 4th, 2002 by Columbia Records. Didn't realize that it wasn't a single here. <laughs> it mm -hmm. was just a single elsewhere. But there was a video and we saw the video, so I don't know. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, so it was a moderate commercial success, and it reached the top 10 in Australia and the top 30 in Denmark, the Netherlands, and Switzerland. 
So this was really my jam back in the day. Like I used to sing it with fervor. Okay. And again, I I was young when this came out, but like a whole jam, I was like, I was into it. (laughs) It starts off like using nasty, trashy, sleazy, classless. And I used to be in it. Okay. Okay. It's a jam. But Y'all, the song resurfaced, you know, within the recent years and people do not like, okay? Oh, no. Oh, Do not like. So many say this song has aged like milk and that it was slut-shaming and anti-feminist to the highest degree. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) some of the lyrics that make people say what they're saying. Here's some. Nasty put some clothes on, I told you. These men don't want no hot female that's been around the block female, you nasty girl. Further, further, more lyrics. You make it hard for women like me who try to have some integrity. You make it hard for girls like myself who respect themselves and have dignity. People find... People find irony in the lyrics um, saying that it sounds like Beyonce is singing about her present day self, especially mm-hmm. in this lyric right here. Booty all out, tongue out of mouth, cleavers from here to Mexico. So I was reading like a little mm. article where people was like, oh, you're talking about yourself. And they had this picture of her like on some tour of Beyonce, you know, recently. And she got a tongue out and she got, you know, her leotard on like she always do. And I'm like, first of all, leave my, leave my good sis alone. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. But they, a lot of people think this is probably one Beyonce wishes would uh, just disappear. Probably <laughs> now. I mean, I kind of get that the lyrics I like to get it. I mean, I don't want to get all political or whatever on this podcast. But you know, t- times have changed. Let's just say yeah. that and leave it there. Yeah. When they made the song, times were the way they were, and today times are different. So right. do with that what you will. But the way it was my jam, I ain't ashamed to say it. I liked it. That's right. I liked it when That's I was right. in sixth grade or whatever age I was. It was a jam. And I was like, yes, I have dignity. Okay. I'm classy. Absolutely. Trashy, whoever you are. I mean, I don't know who was trashy. It was some trashy people in sixth grade, low key, but let's move on. It was a good jam. <laughs> Nasty Girl's still yes. a good song. And I'm sorry that maybe it offends people now, but it was a jam back mm-hmm. then. So there but- we are. I mean, it's a lot of offensive songs out there that's jams, yeah, you know. Offensive, a whole bunch of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's just another one. <laughs> I love it. I love it, sister. I love it. Thank you. I mean, you know, dirty, uh, not dirty, not dirty. Who am I thinking of? Darling Nikki. That was offensive to people. Mm-hmm. It was but a jam, though. But it was definitely <laughs> a jam. <laughs> so and you was probably finna say dirty diana which could have also been offensive to people oh also, okay another that's jam. another one yeah. another one yeah mm-hmm. it definitely could have so but whatever i'm just somebody <laughs> that can appreciate the art and stuff unless exactly. you're talking about like you know racist crap or you know you know yeah yeah not that you know but you know not that know. you know but, but like but taboo type stuff whatever i'm like okay you know yeah, whatever I mean, but if it's, a vibe, if, if it's a vibe i'm like hey, hey. man you in know. a nasty girl video they put the girls the quote-unquote nasty girls they put them in a nasty zapper like machine and they went in there with their quote-unquote <laughs> nasty girl clothes and stuff on and then they came back out like looking less like a nasty girl like that <laughs> it's, it's hilarious but whatever i don't know it's just it's funny but it's good 
Oh, 90s vibes. <laughs> oh, 90s vibes. <laughs> On to your third, third jam. Thank you. My third jam is Weak by SWV. Classic. Okay. Yes. Now, I just got to say, this song will forever have a special place in my heart, and I'm going to get into that later. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway. Week was released in April of 1993, and it was the third single from SWV's debut album, It's About Time. And so by this time, with a third single, they're quickly becoming a force in 90s R&B, right? Mm-hmm. So Week was written and produced by Brian Alexander Morgan again, who composed the lyrics based on a kind of like a young person falling in love for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so getting into my little story, it's crazy that I read that because this song was my go-to song back in 93 mm-hmm. when I was old, but a young, I was a youngin, <laughs> and thinking about this insane crush that I had on a boy that went to church with us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Let I, me think about I, it. I, oh, I think I might know. <laughs> So you was little, little. No, I don't think you know this one. You probably know about another one that was kind of later. But this was like, because you would have been like a baby. Okay. You'd have been a baby still. Yeah. I was a little, little warthog. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was my baby. That's what you was. (laughs) You was my baby. Okay. But, um, but I had this crush, you know, and so he went to our church with us. Girl, the crush I had on him was a problem. Okay, it was a problem. <laughs> Whenever he was around, there was an issue. I was like, I got issues. Like, I can't I breathe. I can't issue. <laughs> yeah. I got an issue. I got an issue. He needs to leave the room. I can't think. I can't. I can't do this quiet. I can't do whatever I was doing. I can't do the choir rehearsal. So, uh-uh. He in here. Oh my God. And so, and then, so then I found out he liked me too, right? Oh, you know Lord. how that go. You tell one person you like somebody, they gonna run straight to the person and tell directly, them. Right? Directly. Directly. I girl, I found that out and I was done. I was freaking mm. done. And I had gotten my SWV CD from Columbia House. And girl. Throw back Columbia I, House. Yeah. <laughs> okay (laughs) throwback girl that was one of my 10 cds or whatever it was 15 cds for the for a penny or whatever it was man y'all my sister been at this music thing a long time okay (laughs) (laughs) my sister been in the music thing for a long time girl i would bug mom to get that membership girl go on (laughs) i went and got my cds and girl, I would sit it, set it on fire in my disc man. Here I go pressing it down in my disc man and putting it in my <laughs> putting it in I'm my hollering. headphones out. Girl, and I would listen to that thinking about this boy. Whew. But anyway, so I thought that was funny that that was uh, Brian's inspiration. I'm like, oh, okay, that's why this song fits so perfectly. Mm-hmm. And so the boy ended up moving away not too long after I found out he liked me too, which that was stupid. But anyway, oh, dang. So I wonder if he's still cute and got them green hazel looking eyes. I don't know. Mm. But anyway. (laughs) A girl. He was gorgeous girl. Anyway. So Brian, but back to Brian Morgan. Mm -hmm. He was inspired by his crush. He had a crush on singer Shantae Moore at the time. And 
And he originally wrote the song for Charlie Wilson, but he later decided to give the song to SWV. Now, Brian revealed in an interview that Coco did not like the song and gave him serious attitude during the recording of the single, right? Okay. Right. Well, I'm glad she got her attitude in check because the jam was fire and it shot to number one of both the Billboard High 100 and the R&B hip hop charts. Number one on mm-hmm. both. So mm-hmm. so she got that she got that all the way together. Right. Um, and <laughs> and it, it became platinum certified by the RIAA. Not only that, it charted favorably in both the UK and in New Zealand. And Billboard ranked the song at number 72 on their list of 100 greatest girl group songs of all time. Mm-hmm. And the mu- and the music video became a favorite on BET. Um, I don't know if you remember Camille, um, Coco and Garfield from Shy used to be a couple. Oh, no, but I remember like Gar- that. Oh, <laughs> I yes, don't know they, the guys from Shy and individual names. I, didn't, I don't know. I've never well, known Garfield, names. Garfield is the light-skinned one. Okay. And it's, they were a couple, and he was in the video. And so everybody was going crazy because he was in the video. I mean, he was in the video, blah, blah, blah. So Love I remember it. that being like this huge deal. Yes. So that is my Love third SWV jam. That's like the SWV song in my mind. Like when I think of them, it's weak. Mm-hmm. That's the song that comes to mind. Love it. I mean, it's definitely it's classic. Jam. It's pure classic. It's classic. Well, my third jam is called Happy Face. Now, this is another one from Destiny's Child's uh, third album, Survivor. And again, I don't have much on the song itself as it wasn't a single. I picked a lot of their jams that weren't singles because mm. uh, all of Destiny's Child's albums are like no skip albums to me. Let me right. get into some of the deep cuts that people might not know because I mean, we all know the singles, but these jams is jams. Okay, so anyway, right, gotcha, um, gotcha. Wasn't a single, but um, this album Survivor was a global commercial success, debuting atop the U.S. Billboard 200 with first week sales of 663,000 units, becoming Destiny's Child's first number one album on the chart. Congratulations, girls. Um, mm-hmm. Now, it has gone on to be certified quadruple platinum by the RIAA, and at the 44th Annual Grammy Awards in 2002, the album was nominated for Best R&B Album. And by the end of 01, it had sold over 12 million copies worldwide, being among the best-selling girl group albums of all time. Again, love it. Mm-hmm. Now, so I just had to include Happy Face in my jams today because this is my ultimate feel-good song. And I actually have a few words of these lyrics as my bio on my Instagram, my personal Instagram. It says living, able, breathing, grateful. That's what my bio is. And that Uh, came from this jam. Yes. Um, So this song is very upbeat and light and fun. um, And it has super positive lyrics. So it's like all about being grateful for the world around us, like the ocean, moonlight, stars and clouds. That's something they say. Um, and appreciating our blessings despite the struggles that we face on a daily basis. So, like, mm. I rem- yeah, right. So, Emphasis on that daily word. Daily, every day. 
<laughs> the struggles that we face on a morning, noon, and night basis. Okay? Basis. That's what because... they say. <laughs> because every day. But every day. we are still blessed. Okay. We are definitely yes. still blessed. Yes, we are. Yep. So I remember going through like a really tough time. It was like relationship stuff. You know how that go. And, mm-hmm. but it was, it was tough. And I was spending a good amount of time like driving during this period but, of my life. Uh-huh. Um, and I would almost always play this back to back to just get my mind off what I was going through. And it like never failed to lift my spirits. It really actually made me feel better. And I think that's crazy. Like, I mean, it ain't crazy. Cause I guess that's what music is for, or, you know, you're supposed to be able to I connect know. with it like yeah. that. But like mm-hmm. it actually worked. I'm like, let me put on happy face so I can get myself together. <laughs> and I really right. did. Yes. And like the uh, the song starts off. I woke up and realized this world's not so bad after all. Looked at it through uh, a child's eyes and I saw there's beautiful things that mm-hmm. like I ain't gonna sing the whole song, but you know, like that it's just simple as that. Like this world's not so bad after all. There's I beautiful get that things. though. I mean, because yeah. mu- music will do that. Like music will like give you whatever feeling that you need at the time like happy by pharrell does that for me i cannot Mm -hmm. listen to that song and not get happy and not feel happy yes like literally so mission accomplished right like that's what they were going for it's just that thing you know so yes and they sing so doggone <laughs> fast in this song it's like <laughs> I, I played a little bit of it earlier and my husband was sitting there he was like man that song make you tired <laughs> i know we didn't mind i was because she's spitting bars at this point she she was singing like twister like it's super speedy it's very very fast um oh, okay but oh. i love it i love it i love that sister i love songs that make us feel happy I love yes. songs like that. Well, that is happy face for me for sure. That's Yay! my third jam. Yay! Thanks, sister. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. So, on to my fourth jam, sister, which is Rain. Hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, Rain was released in February of 1998. And it was the fourth and final single from SWV's third studio album, Release Some Tension. The musical backing track is from a jazz composition called Portrait of Tracy, which Mm -hmm. was done by jazz bassist Jacko, I'm hoping I'm saying that right, Jacko Pastorius Mm -hmm. back in 1976. Jacko, yeah. Maybe Jacko, who knows? Well, I looked it up. I looked up the pronunciation because I, I was I wasn't trying to be caught out there this time. And I think it's I think Jacko is right. I'd be looking at okay. pronunciation keys sometimes and I'd be like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jacko Pastorius back in nineteen seventy six. Now I had never heard of that record, right? So I went mm-hmm. and listened to it and I was like, Ooh, okay, this is fire. And okay. it's really short too. It's really short. But it's fire, and um, they made they did this interpolation uh for SWV like perfectly, mm. you know. You should you should you should listen to it um when you get a chance real quick. But it's the, mm-hmm. the listeners probably not gonna hear that because the my mic doesn't pick up things sometimes. But anyway, yeah, when you sing it, be a little bit quiet. You got to go on yeah. and belt it out, sis. Go on and sing it for the people. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
You gotta do it like that. <laughs> My sister be trying to be cute. She gotta go on and give it to y'all. Go give it to the people. <laughs> I got to give the people what they want, okay? Give the people get what they want. Give the people what they want. Okay. That's right. Okay. <sighs> the, the song be. Why? I'm Why? sorry, I'm childish. I don't know. <laughs> Why are we like this? Okay. <laughs> okay, but y'all get it, though. Y'all know y'all the part. Mm-hmm. The song peaked at number 25 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 7 on the Billboard Hot R&B singles chart. I feel like that's too low. That's too low for a song that yeah, was fire. You know, because it was very fire. Now, was it a hit? Technically, yeah, but no. I mean, it was, it needed to be like number two or something, two or right. one or something. But anyway, mm-hmm. so Tyrese appeared in the song's 1998 music video directed by Darren Grant, and he would later sing the hook on rapper Chingy's 2006 hit song "Pulling Me Back," which samples Rain. Now, didn't you include that? That's a full, circle moment. That's a full right. circle moment. I love that. That is a six degrees of Kevin Bacon moment. Didn't you? Didn't you include that in um our favorite samples episode? You talked about um, that one, right? I think I did. Yes, I'm fairly certain I did. And if I didn't, I wanted to, but I think I did. I feel like I remember you talking about this. Ridiculous, but yeah, I think I did. (laughs) Girl, child, I can't remember what I did last week. I mean, we did we did the samples episode like a while ago. Check that out, y'all. Check it out, y'all. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, I love this song so much. It's so smooth and mellow and chill as they sing about this love that they're okay with completely embracing. They don't need no shelter from. Per the lyrics, that I don't need no shelter from. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. They don't need no shelter from it. And you can hear the rain in the background. I'm realizing Mm -hmm. I love songs that have rain in it, by the way. (laughs) I thought about that. I'm not going to lie. When I was putting together the playlist, I was like, my sister knows she loved a song with some rain in it. <laughs> I literally had that thought. I was like, yep, this this tracks. This tracks this shit. Because sis love a remix and sis love a doggone song with some rain. Right, with some rain in it. Okay, yep. girl. Yep. I'm like, all right, well, I'm authentic. <laughs> I'm not only yep. being fake. That's you good. Stay true to yourself. She's true to it. Okay. <laughs> hilarious okay and that is my who my fourth jam that's my who yes that is your fourth jam (laughs) oh lord all right well my fourth jam this one was a single so this is something y'all know okay bringing the people something they familiar with soldier This this soldier, a mm. song by American group Destiny's Child, featuring American rappers Ti and Lil Wayne. Couple of my favorite rappers there. Mm-hmm. Couple of my faves. Mm-hmm. Now this was on Destiny's Child's final studio album, Destiny Fulfilled, released in two thousand four. Now Sean Garrett and Rich Harrison assisted the artists in writing the song, with Harrison handling production alongside Beyonce. Now, it's a Southern hip-hop mid-tempo song, and it lyrically describes each group member's favorite type of male love interest. 
The song was released as the second single from Destiny Fulfilled on November 9th in 2004 by Columbia Records and Sony Urban Music. Now, Soldier received mostly positive reviews from music critics who praised its composition and the trio's vocal performances, but criticized the lyrical content. Why, though? Why? But why did you criticize it? Because I because thought the you're not because you're not a soldier because they're not a soldier that's why that's like, why because they're not a soldier in your life like okay everybody can't be the boys uh, of from the I BK mean, okay? right go ahead of it that buddy three ways I mean, okay. if you're not that that's okay but like don't be if a you don't your have life. that level uh, uh, yeah. your whole life okay if the you issue don't was have that level status. swag just be you <laughs> they said it must have not been hood Okay, so they knew that they weren't checking for they weren't checking for them. Uh huh. They they wasn't yeah. street, so you know <laughs> they couldn't be looking at them. <laughs> that was the issue. <laughs> they couldn't. That was the issue. I mean, projecting fools. Oh, hater. Don't be mad. Okay, so anyway, that makes me upset because the lyrical content was was just fine. Okay, it was just fine. Uh, yeah, criticized. Right. Anyway, criticized. Got to find some girl. You know we can't stand a critic over here. We, we, we don't can't stand like a, a critic, critic over here. We keep concluding that we don't like a critic because what uh, do y'all even be talking about? Y'all don't even know a critic. Anyway. So, the song received a nomination in the category for Best Rap Sung Collaboration at the 48th Annual Grammy Awards and won a Best R&B and Soul Single by a Group Band or Duo Award at the 2005 Soul Train Music Awards. Hey. Hey. Now, a commercial success, Soldier peaked within the top five in six European countries and in Australia, being certified gold in Australia. And in the United States, it peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 and topped the Dance Club Songs chart, receiving a platinum certification from the RIAA. Now, the black and white music video, directed by Ray Kay, featured cameo appearances by several rappers and singers. It was nominated at the 2005 MTV Video Music Awards under the category of Best Group Video. And the video was definitely fire. Flames. Fire. Flames. flames torch. Matches. Flames. <laughs> like, it was hot. It had lots of sexy hood dudes in it. And the girls lots looked amazing them. as well. Okay. The girls looked lots amazing as well. Them. The men was fine. They were fine. I mean, the men were very fine. It had dogs. They, the girls was like walking pit bulls on leashes mm-hmm. and stuff. It was just mm-hmm. good. It was good. Okay. Now, the the group performed Soldier on several televised appearances in 2004 and 2005 and included it on the set list of their final tour, Destiny Fulfilled and Loving It in 2005. In late 04, the group performed Soldier with T.I. during MTV's Total Request Live, TRL. Okay, um, TRL. Yes. And at BET's 106 in Park, Destiny's Child performed Soldier on November 15th, 2004. At the beginning of the performance, Michelle fell on stage during the group's entrance. She addressed the incident. I know she she addressed the incident during an interview in 2014 saying, I had no choice, but to get up and act like it didn't happen because of YouTube 10 years later, at least once a week, somebody brings it to my attention. (sighs) She added that. I know Mm. she added that it would be the last time she discussed the incident 
and acknowledge that although it lives on forever, a lot of great things have happened to her since then. I right. said, people just won't forget, will they? No, I, they don't. They, you, you know how people... in 2004, and it's 2014, and people still asking you about it in the interviews. Can y'all please let me live? And then, I ain't making it no better. I'm sorry, Michelle, if somehow, by the grace of God, you hear this podcast. It's 20 years later, and I'm talking about it now, so I do apologize. <laughs> I mean, but you know, we just. But I'm talking about how stupid it is that people bothered you for it because, like, talking about it, it. right? Right? Get over. People don't know how to get over stuff. People don't know how to get over stuff. You failed before too. You failed before too. You know, man. People get on my damn nerves. Truly. Dang, remember I was trying out for modeling troupe? Y'all, so my high school had a modeling troupe and I was very much into it. So I, I was in it all four years. I was the vice president junior year. I was the president senior year. It was the whole thing for me, right? So I tried out for it freshman year and I was so nervous and I'm practicing in the hallway before the auditions and I fell while I was practicing in the hallway. I said, is this a bad omen? But it wasn't. I didn't fall in my audition and I made it and I, I did good. But anyway, people fall is the moral of that story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leave people alone. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody still talking about my fall. <laughs> people saw it. <laughs> right. I'm over it. Deal over with it. it. Well, anyway, both Beyonce and Kelly performed the song during their solo tours after Destiny's Child's disbandment. And the song was sampled in many different songs by other artists most notably by Nelly on his single Grills, released in 2005. And Grills is also a jam. <laughs> yeah, girl, don't get us on Grills. We probably talked about that already. Mm-hmm. I think we have. <laughs> I think we did. But Soldier mm. Hot. Love that song. Yes. Love that video. Remember Solange was in the video, pregnant. It was yeah. cute. Everything was cute. You know how I feel vibe. about Solange. Yes. Yes. And that's my fourth chance. Thank you. I love it. Well, on to my fifth one already. So, my final jam is probably one of the most underrated SWV jams. It is the most underrated one on my list for sure. Mm -hmm. And that is All Night Long. All Night Long is the 10th track from the 1995 classic soundtrack from Waiting to Exhale under the Arista Records label. Mm-hmm. Now, while it was not one of the singles that was released from the album, it is by far one of my favorites from this album. Now, that album is also a no-skip. Yes. That 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 soundtrack is a no-skip. So, written and produced by Babyface, All Night Long is a very slow, it's very slow, it's very sweet sounding. It's a ballad. Mm-hmm. but however the track is very sexy at the same time because yeah. they are they are singing about how they will do their man all night long any way that he wants and i'm like if you had that kind of man like you know if you have like a man that's a man then i'd be mm-hmm. singing this too i'd be right. singing this too like okay all right <laughs> um <laughs> But it's not raunchy. Like the song is not raunchy at all. It's like right. it's so it's so I noticed that. Like, right? Like, like I didn't know this song, y'all. So I I just heard it when I was preparing for this episode. And I listened to it twice back to back, and it wasn't until the second time that I was like, Oh <laughs> this is, this is a 
It's a little sexy song. I just, oh, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't pay attention the first time, but I'm like, it just sounds so, it sounds sweet. It doesn't mm-hmm. sound like sexy. It sounds like mm-hmm. a sweet love song. And you're like, oh, wait, she's like, I can, I'm going to do you all night. And I'm like, do you right. every which way and all this kind of stuff. I said, oh, 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 oh okay. let me go back. Yeah, <laughs> snuck that in on me. Okay, right. It is like they sneak it in, like they sneak mm-hmm. in the sexy lyrics, and even the lyrics are still sweet too. Like it's mm-hmm. not like even raunchy lyrics, but it's like, oh, okay, she's saying okay. Like one of my favorite parts, she's like, and baby, you know, I keep it special each and every time. I never do nothing once, but never quite the same. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh okay. okay, okay, but girl, you know how Babyface do. Babyface will write a song. He'll write one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he be writing. You know, <laughs> and, he, and he did that whole soundtrack, so. Yes. But you guys, I cannot find many facts about this because it, there was like nothing. I found like nothing on this song <laughs> in particular. I'm like, wow, okay. Am I the only one that liked this song? I'm like, maybe. Y'all, go and listen to it. Those it is that a jam. Love, yeah, like those that love Way Next Hell, no. I was just gonna say, do you remember what part of the movie it's on? I don't know why I'm asking that because I haven't seen the movie. But oh, I'm just girl. curious if you remember. <laughs> girl, don't wonder, even ask me how long. Happening? This... <laughs> well, let me see. I girl, don't give me the line. It's been about fifteen, twenty years since I've seen. Blessed Lord. Well, probably more. Shoot. Probably, yeah. Okay, well that's mm-hmm. all right. But a jam it is indeed. I did like the song. Yes, and that is my fifth and final SWV jam. Love all of those. Love them all. Okay. Gets it. Well, my final and fifth jam from Destiny's Child is T-shirt. Okay, y'all. So I'm wrapping it up with a sexy jam too. <laughs> we didn't do okay. this on purpose, but like, come we on with the little didn't. sexy jams <laughs> at the end. So, come on. Yeah. So T-Shirt is another track from their fifth and final studio album, Destiny Fulfilled. It was released on November 8th, 2004, again by Columbia Records and Sony Urban Music. Now, following the conclusion of promotional activities for their globally successful third album, Survivor, and the little Christmas album they had in there in 2001, Mm -hmm. um, Destiny's Child embarked on a two-year hiatus during which each member released solo albums to varying levels of success. Now they reunited in the summer of 04 to record Destiny Fulfilled, primarily at the Sony Music Studios in New York City. Now, unlike the group's previous recordings, the album saw each member equally contributing to the songwriting and production, drawing inspiration from the events in their lives while they were apart. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Like, y'all, we're going to split up. Write a journal. That's going to be our song. I don't know if they wrote a journal, but they probably did. (laughs) I mean, journals are pretty great. They probably did. I mean, they probably did. Mm -hmm. So lyrically, again, we have a concept album from the girls here. Each of the tracks on this album is a continuation of its predecessor, altogether telling a complete story, tracing a woman's relationship journey, which I somehow didn't notice that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which okay. is embarrassing yeah it's embarrassing honestly because this is super obvious now that i think back on the track listing like in the order that the songs are in and what they're talking about i really mm-hmm. should have like realized that it's a timeline of 
pretty much a relationship. So the album starts out with Lose My Breath. Y'all remember? Let me lose my breath. Okay. Um, then it, like it goes to like Soldier and then Cater to You. So it's like, okay, you're meeting somebody, you know, you're falling for him, whatever. This is the kind of guy I like. This is the beginning stages, right? Then it's going into yeah. Cater to You, all together, you all mm. catering to him, whatever. Yo. Then, you know, fall in love, whatever. Then the, like, toward the middle and off toward the end of the album, is songs like Is She the Reason, which is also a jam. Is She mm-hmm. the Reason You Don't Call Like You Used To, Fall Through My Hood Like Ooh, You Used To. Child, okay. don't remind me. <laughs> Baby. Um, then <laughs> the song um, Girl, you know, the song about oh, yeah, oh, you yeah. get together with your girlfriends and I can I tell he's been hurting you and blah, blah, blah. He ain't been faithful and blah, Freaking. blah, blah. <laughs> I love it. I love that song. Yes. Then they got a song toward the end of the album called Free. Ain't no feeling like being free when your mind's made up and your heart's in the right place. Yeah. Okay. So now you're at the off in the end of the relationship. He didn't act a fool and now you're free. Then this other song that's my jam, Through With Love. That's obvious Uh-oh. what it's about. I'm through with it. Okay. I'm th- I'm a jam. It. Okay. Mm-hmm. So why I didn't realize back when I was listening to that when it first came out that that's what they was doing here. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. Because <laughs> this is absolutely another album with no skips for me, for the record. And it's like, I should have been more intuitive about what was going on. But anywho. Hey, I ease up off my sister. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So, the balladry and lyrical content were met with generally mixed reviews from music critics, which... Who cares? Um, but they nevertheless mm-hmm. praised the equality of, of contributions among members and their vocal performances. Now, I remember enjoying that, uh, enjoying that about this album, like how each girl kind of had a verse on just about mm-hmm. every track. Mm-hmm. And not every song started with Beyonce. So, of course, I love my girl. Y'all know that. But the switch up was nice to, you know, yes. like, have a little difference going on. There's another jam on this album called If... And Michelle has the verse, first verse, and I actually love it. Like, and I mean, Michelle's not my favorite voice, but she was killing it on this song. Okay, she doesn't get the credit for her vocals that she should. She doesn't. She doesn't because she killed it on if. Mm-hmm. Now that if almost made my lineup for today. It was very close, but nevertheless, t-shirt. Um, it's arguably my favorite song on this album because it's so sultry and smooth. So the girls are singing about um, wearing their man's t-shirt to bed while he's away and smelling his scent and longing for the next time they're together. It's definitely Ooh, one for y'all to add. Look, it's mm-hmm. one to add to the sexy time playlist for sure. My friends, for sure. Go on and put it on now. Okay. Yes. <laughs> he's getting, getting spicy. It's getting spicy. <laughs> But yeah, so this album came out like a month before my birthday, my freshman year of high school. So naturally, I asked for it for a birthday gift and I got it. And I remember that day really clearly still. Um, I had a great day at school. I got home. I got this gift. And I spent the whole evening and all night, unfortunately, awake listening to the whole album on repeat because I came down with a horrible stomach bug that night. Remember, sister, we used to call it the disease. It was the like, stomach oh, no, flu going around back then. And our family called it the disease because that's what it felt like, Lord. It felt like you had a disease that was going to take you out the game. It was all bad. Well, we definitely would say the disease. The that disease. Was you that's got the, the disease. disease. 
Yeah, if we had to like two or three years, we all would get it in the wintertime. It was very stupid, but yeah. anyway, gross. <laughs> um, but I got the disease on the night of my doggone birthday, but the way that album held me down in that night of of disgusting stomach bug, it held me down, okay? And I played this song out. O-W-T, out. When I tell okay. you music be there for you. It be there for you. It be there for you. And that's that, why that's one of our things. Our one of our what is it? Don't not know. logos, but one of our uh, taglines. Music yeah. is there for you. It yes, has it been is. there for you. Yes. And will continue to be. But mm-hmm. that's my last jam, y'all. That's it for our discussion of our two favorite female R and B groups. We hope, hope, hope y'all enjoyed it. Sister, do you got anything else for the people, girl? I don't have nothing for the people, girl. Go and listen to the playlist. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. And we will see y'all next week, my loves. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of My Sister Sham Podcast. Please remember to rate and review the show. Follow us on social media at My Sister's Jam on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have questions or feedback, you can always email us at mysistersjam at gmail.com. And shout out to Matt Monroe Music for our original intro music. Thanks. See you next week. Bye.